Go ahead and give me that sanity check. <laughs> what? Ooh, too bad, so sad. Looks like you just picked up a derangement, friend. Happy Harvey here, and you'd be insane not to check out Chaotic Click Clacks. That's right, friends. Head on over to Facebook, Instagram, or Etsy and search up Chaotic Click Clacks. Peruse their exotic array of handmade gaming dice. So the next time you're staring into the gaping mall of insanity, you can do so with confidence and style. Remember, Chaotic Click Clacks, where we want to be your clack dealer. Welcome to Maximum Roll Entertainment Podcast, where we take the time to interview folks within the gaming industry. And today we have Wizards, Wagons, Taverns, and Flagons, a Dungeons and Dragons Adventure Podcast, <laughs> aka WWTF Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Joining us all the way from Virginia, Maryland, and Florida. And introducing their crew is Josh. He's the Dungeon Master. Welcome. Hey, Kigali. Thanks. Thanks yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, no, we're very much an ensemble uh, podcast. So we got the whole crew here. We got Todd, our uh, audio engineer, and Finch, and Gabe, and John, um, who are no less important. Um, and yeah, we just kind of like roll together. So uh, thanks for having us on. Yeah, no problem. Right on. Uh, that's a very interesting <laughs> name. I usually ask what you know, people's shows are right off the bat, but tell me how you guys came up with the name. Um, it's Todd's so, fault. Yeah. It's Todd's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, we, we wanted to do a podcast and we had lots of, what, what were some of the other ideas we had for, cause we had a bunch of ridiculous names. They were really um, bad. They were all they're really all bad and really terrible. Funny. Yeah. No, they're never bad. What, what are they? What are they? I, they're, they're all, so bad we forgotten. Yeah, they're yeah. chat. Yeah, I blocked that. <laughs> um, I, my hope with the WWTF is somebody would accidentally be searching for Mark Marin and stumble on us, and we get an <laughs> accidental download, just like a pity download. So you know, I I thought that one was the best of the lot. But yeah, yeah, it's it's. I was writing theme songs for this without knowing what our name was yet, and I was looking for rhymes for Dungeons and Dragons, and I the lyrics. If you go listen to our intros. Wizards and wagons, taverns and flagons. So it was, it was. I was just looking for a rhyming scheme, and then some. I think it was John that pointed out. I was like, "Hey, if we abbreviated that, that's WWTF." <laughs> that's uh, what I I thought originally when I saw it, and then when you guys sent the full name, I was like, "Can you imagine making that an LLC? That'd be insane." Mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't well, write it on a check. I think that's I think kind of the beauty of it, though. It's so long. Yeah. <laughs> Wizards and wagons and taverns and flagons. <laughs> you have to say the whole thing every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the brand. That's true. Very true. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and dive in a little bit. Why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody about your show? What you got? Ooh, who wants to do this? Oh, I think I should go. I've played twice, so I'm the expert. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You, no, not only have you played twice, but you don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. no background. I'm, I'm the most knowledgeable. I'm kidding. Obviously. I feel like Gabe should do this in Tholgi's voice. I can't do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, this this Josh, podcast, probably, we, don't, we, oh, sorry. we don't we don't have voice people. Uh, you know, the, I don't bring the characters on this one, but I do have a friend from... Uh, late night with Jess and Jan, where uh, they invite characters on their interview show. So uh, maybe you can send uh, cool. those guys that way. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's very that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't know. so uh, I mean, yeah. for me, the the podcast is just uh, an excuse to play uh, RPGs, which I like to do uh, very much. Uh, and uh, I think. Collectively, as Todd's friends, we've been trying to get Todd to play uh, RPGs with us for uh, many years, and it wasn't until we like lured him in with the the tease of work that like he consented. He was like, "Oh, I could I could audio engineer this. Hell yeah, I love to do extra work in my <laughs> hobbies." Uh, so the podcast was just sort of a trick uh, to get him uh, in, into it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, just like. Uh, on Sundays and uh, rolling dice. 
Um, but that I think that. Sorry. I was gonna say is doesn't isn't Hot Springs a little bit unique? And I'm I'm speaking completely naively because as was kind of hinted there, I don't know anything about D and D. But isn't there like the open world hex nature of Hot Springs specifically something cool? Uh, it is cool. Uh, so right now uh, our Aren't podcast we cool? is cool. We are so cool, Todd. <laughs> uh, we're running an actual play um, using Five E, uh, running a, a module. Uh, Call it Hot Springs Island. Um, Hot Springs Island is uh, system neutral, uh, so you can play it with any, uh, you know, uh, RPG of your choice, whatever flavor of uh, sword and or sorcery you have. Um, and it's a hex crawl module. Um, and I had been wanting to run it for a while. I picked it up in a charity bundle, and uh, it just looks so cool. Um, I had been really looking for an uh, opportunity to. Uh, pull it out, and when uh, these jokesters were like, hey, let's play uh, RPGs and maybe start a podcast, I was like, uh, boy, howdy, I know just what I want to run. Um, That's exactly so what he said, that. too. They did. That was <laughs> verbatim. I do you believe there was some finger pointing, too, of who's going to run this thing? And then and then Josh was gracious enough to say, hey, I've got an idea. Oh, yeah, we should. And we were all like, yeah, that's a great idea. You should run a game for us. <laughs> like, everyone here is a DM, except for me and Finch. Yeah. We we had some some discussions early on where we wanted to to run something just to see if we we're going to get along cuz I, I didn't know these these fine gentlemen Todd and Josh I knew John and he and I play on a Saturday night game for for a couple of years now mm-hmm. um and we had talked about possibly doing a podcast and John said hey well, I know a couple of guys that want to do this too and so we all got together and I ran uh the beginnings of the Lost Minds of Fen Delver we all guys. died. We all, it, <laughs> we but, all died. But it was it was kind of kismet at the same time because it, it was absolutely something I wanted to repeat. I wanted to play with these these three gentlemen for sure. And then when Fence joined us, it was it was awesome. It was definitely the uh, the icing on top of the cake. Right on. Audio head nodding. <laughs> yeah, everybody's nodding their head right now. How many? Uh, how long have you guys been around? The oh, podcast I'm, I'm 38 is... now. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> just did five years ago. Oh. <laughs> I think um, the podcast has been going since like what August. early September, August. late August. Yeah. yeah. So not terribly long, but you know, in that short time, I mean, Todd can tell you we've picked up a bunch of listeners, and and you know, I've got, and I know Todd has, and um, the two of us have been in bands and all sorts of other things for a long time, so put our hooks into something where we get to put content out there and like create something around it and get a buzz going. That's fun. And so we've just been having a ball putting content out and trying to create buzz. Yeah. That's the cool thing about having a streaming or, or podcast of that reaction you get from folks and downloads. I, I remember, I think two weeks after I posted our first episode, uh, one of the players sent me a screenshot on on YouTube, and we had eighty six thousand downloads. No, eight hundred something thousand downloads. I was like, "What? What did I say?" <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> and I went on there and looked, and it was there. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then it recorrected, and it was like four. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> dang!" I was more worried because there's too many downloads versus like I was satisfied. I'm like, okay, four, hey, four people outside of my group are, you know, watching it, and you know now we got a bigger following. I scratched a lottery ticket once and accidentally left some of that gray on, so it looked like another zero, and totally thought I won five thousand dollars. <laughs> I didn't win anything, but that is a similar feeling, I imagine. Oh, speaking of my uh, my brother-in-law, he won the lotto, uh, the big one in the states. And he got two bucks. Oh. Apparently, a lot of people won. Oh my god! No, they got four bucks. Wow. Oh my gosh! That hurts. Oh my gosh! Like, uh, he was super excited until he went online, and it's like, oh, you won four bucks. Yeah, like, hopefully, he didn't quit the job before cashing in the ticket. Uh, <laughs> exactly. He's got his own company and stuff, but I, I would have been like, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> but I won. You know, I would have been excited. It's auction the winning ticket off on eBay. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the thing to do. <laughs> Get one dollar and fifty cents for it. Yeah, true, true, true. So you guys started the podcast. Do you do any other streaming services? Uh, do I, I tried. Else? I tried uh, 
I tried running a Twitch stream of me editing the podcast, and it turns out people are not that interested in watching me edit podcasts. Hey, I hung out for a little I was while. Say, <laughs> it was John and me yeah. in the stream. <laughs> so uh, you know, Twitch stream is one of those weird ones where I like it. I don't use it because I live in Germany. My internet in my village is very small, and I wouldn't be able to host it. But uh, it, it's one of those cool things. I, on my network, I have a lot of of uh, Twitch streamers coming over to make podcasts while they're doing Twitch because they don't have very many viewers. And so, you know, they want it on a podcast where they get a lot more downloads and stuff. But, you know, it's good to take it both ways where you're on like all these different platforms. Even if you record the episode live, when you go to do the, the edit and throw all the sound effects in, people look forward to that one as well. So you, you got to you know, you appease both audiences and, and then that's where you get a majority of your downloads and, and viewers and all that fun stuff. Yeah. We've, we, we have WWTF podcast on everything. Like we've, we've got the YouTube channel, we've got the Twitch account and it's just a matter of finding the time to like set that stuff up. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It. We, we've talked about it. We've talked about, you know, doing a Filling the pipeline. YouTube and yeah, mm-hmm. like, so we're we're prepared for it, but right now I think we're still just we're still just trying to put out good content. Um, you said you mentioned that you hit the two thousand download. We just hit the thousand downloads. We're pretty stoked about that. We yep. have listeners in six continents, um, which we're pretty stoked about. So I think at some point, if the if the listenership keeps going up, and as long as we stay funny and relevant, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, are we funny and relevant? Um, sorry, I've never been funny <laughs> and or relevant. As long as we keep talking. (laughs) Yeah, we'll keep talking. There you go. We'll We'll definitely keep talking. Set that bar low. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never disappoint. I feel like the 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 level of content that people are putting out now, like everybody's trying to get to that level of editing and adding sound effects and and doing that because it's becoming more of like uh you know, a movie essentially. Competitive. It is. Like I put I I always say this a couple episodes ago because it's the most I put 162 you know sound effects into like doors opening they're in a combat so it's all kinds of like dragging weapons and missing and rocks and bows like a bow has five sound effects that go with it like the draw and the release and then when it hits and then my players don't even download the episode I'm like you know, I, I spent 14 hours editing and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. You know what I mean? Finch, good. Finch, do you feel personally attacked by this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I feel you, man. It's uh, same thing. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a musician too, so I also create the music for this. I write songs for the podcast. And right uh, if you listen to our first three episodes, there's really, it's mostly just good editing of us talking. Uh, if you listen to our last episode, there's background effects, there's chatter going on, there's sound effects for every single thing that happens. There's songs interjected. There's an intro song, an yeah. outro song. I mean, it's uh, it it's gotten intense because you listen to the other podcasts out there, especially the big ones, and they've upped their game. It's oh yeah, and, definitely. And now the streaming services are going the way of Netflix. They're starting to like want to going uh, wanting to go. Uh, exclusive. So you're only going to find this podcast on Spotify and this one's only going to be on Audible. Yep. We're starting to lock this stuff down and make it pay for play. Yeah, I I I found a live band or a real band in in uh, Chile that do our intro and outro. They let us use their song and it's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, they sent me two versions, one with uh, women singers and one with men singers and it's so cool. So uh, I've switched over to the the female side. So for our Halloween and Christmas specials, it was them playing. And then when it goes back to like the beginning of season two, I have a different song that I'm going to throw in there as an intro. So it's always really cool to have like a live band. And I have two bards in my party, and I had someone do me some tunes on the guitar, and I'm going to put those in there. And then uh, I was like, "You get an acoustic, you get an electric. That's that's what you get." Because like I want a tambourine, and that's like. Well, that's stupid because I'll put the, the the instrument in the background of them playing. So when they cast spells and stuff, you know, throwing in that bard music. So Honut is a dragonborn bard. With, All right, cool. With with bagpipes, which I still haven't heard you play bagpipes, man. So I have bagpipes and a lute. I mean, that's 
<laughs> That's the song. I needed you like two weeks ago because I had to hunt down a loot on all these things. <laughs> and I, I use Epidemic Sound so I can, I'm licensed for all this stuff. That's a hard yeah. part. Being an editor, if you don't like use the legit sites and you just start pulling free stuff, next thing you know, you can oh, get sure. your, you get your stuff taken off. And uh, it only takes one person to be like, oh, you used my sound effect. I don't want that on there. And then it's like, oh, it's published. I have to get rid of the whole thing. Or go back through and re-edit it. So, yeah, I think my first step. There's one plug. If there's one plug I could make is that uh, Todd, uh, who plays the bard, uh, the Dragonborn bard. Um, <laughs> it took us like a little while to figure out <laughs> fifth edition mechanics because I'm more used to older editions, um, and that was my fault. But when he realized that he didn't have to use spell components, he could sing for his supper. Uh, he sat down and he wrote songs for every single spell that he casts, and mm-hmm. I am blown away uh, by his creativity. Um, and I know that it's his work uh, because he sings it and records it and like puts it all in. So like, uh, we Ooh, don't have plug, plug. the same stress. www.tfpodcast.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go check out the songs. Yeah, his, They're all free to his download. His Bandcamp has all uh, his songs and... Uh, you know, man, just put a plan at your table if you want uh, to see what it sounds like for uh, get Bardic inspiration. Uh, cut a little, cut a little Todd in there. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> cut a little Todd. I, 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 my second bard, she's gonna sing to the background of every song because I, I told nice. my players if you play into your characters, you know, activation and stuff, you'll get bonuses like a. Uh, my barbarian. Uh, so my game's homebrew. They get sucked into the D and D world through headsets, and it's modern and D and D mixed. And so he's a football player. So he reads a rejection letter uh, that I wrote, and my wife will read the rejection letter. So he's like, I pull a letter out and I start reading, and it's my wife reading, you know, him being rejected from some college, and then he goes into rage. Uh, so he gets extra. <laughs> <for> that. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, the bards if they would sing they're tuned to their spell, then they would do more effects. Just yeah. I like that. It'd be awesome. So that's good. It's, there's it's a couple all about of other, editing. Yeah. And there's a, there's a couple other DD podcasts out there where they, you know, they, they incorporate music and I enjoy those so much more, which is kind of why I, you know, I'm following in the footsteps of giants here, but I definitely wanted that to be part of our podcast. So yeah, why I show up every week. <laughs> I want to see if Todd's going to write a song about me. You know, and that's the thing. So <laughs> the players say they listen to the episode, but you know, as the host, you're like, do you download it and listen? Because if you just listen to it, the download doesn't count. They have to physically download it. So I'm always telling everybody, I'm like, they're like, oh, I listened to it. I'm like, did you listen to it or did you download it? And they're like, oh, I just listened to it. I'm like, no, you go back, you download it, and then tell me about it. Adidas is not going to sponsor us by itself. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. So let's get into uh, what got you folks into D&D. Uh, how long you guys been playing and what's what's your first edition that you got into? We have a real range uh, amongst us. Um, but like you, Kelly, I've been playing for fucking ever. Um, uh, you know, when I was 13, uh, it, it it was like a secret um, ring. I was I was homeschooled in a, a very Christian community. So like, instead of having like a Sears uh, lingerie catalog stuffed under my bed, it was like shatter on second edition. And it was so, we had to like keep it so hush hush, you know, <laughs> oh we passed the books around between each other. And what were you like, doing with shatter secretly, on second edition? <laughs> so, so, oddly, yeah, the, the pages. All, that troll is extremely attractive. The pages still all, stuck together on his shatter run. <laughs> Oh, so geez. like you know, I, oh, I've been playing Lord. for a long time. I've been I've played a million <laughs> billion games. Uh, it's not just like I mean, like I think that it was really important when I got into uh, the hobby. You know, I uh, my tiny little friend group of weird little nerds uh, were like, "Hey, here's a couple games, the and we're gonna play them at different times for different effects um, because games uh, run a whole like range, right? Um, different games do different things." Um, so I've been playing forever, uh, but you know everybody has come into the hobby uh, at at different times and played different things. Um, uh, Todd is is quite new, um, and it's been really fun August. to like get him up since to speed. August. <laughs> That's kind um, of been the beauty of it, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been it's been great. Well, so and like I just started listening to Adventure Zone, 
And that first episode, I wish I had listened to that way back in the day because they actually explained how D&D works in that episode, which they had to do. I will never, I will never tell Todd how D&D works. No. And I will stab somebody <laughs> if they do. Todd should be but confused. I, I cut all and... of that out. I cut all of that out. Like I edited all of me asking dumb questions out of the first couple episodes. And then listening to like Adventure Time, it's like, oh, it might have actually been cool to leave that all in there for people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, also, sure. can we swear on this podcast? Oh, yeah, everything is explicit. Okay, sweet. Oh, no, thank, <laughs> thank fucking fuck. I, can't, I can't stop. <laughs> like, Please I watch just... your goddamn mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bitch. I mean, I, was, I made the mistake of not putting it on there in the first few episodes, and I was like, yeah, yep, nope, I'm just going to, anything I produce, it's just going to have it in there, and I'm safe, you know, because you forget to, un, you know, go back and click it on your little episode window, because it's not, like, on every episode. You have to go back at the beginning of your show and put it into the actual uh, show notes. I just do it anyway, even if there's no, you know, foul language. I, I have a notorious sailor mouth. That's all right. I was in the army for a very, very long time, and I was in the infantry, so I have a very terrible mouth, and get reminded <laughs> constantly. So, right on. Who's next? Uh, I can go. I've all been right. playing D and D since college. Um, I started playing with some guys in college, and I had never played before, and didn't know what to expect, and I didn't realize that it was just hanging out and laughing and like having a good time and like I would go out and play with these guys once a week and my sides would hurt like the next day because I just laughed so hard the night before um but I started playing like three five is was my my main jam for a long time and then got into like Pathfinder for a little bit and then just stopped playing altogether for a while until I met Gabe um Gabe kind of brought me back into playing again and gave me like a consistent game on Saturdays which is which is fun, man. It's just good to let loose and like, you know, I get to act the way that I have in my head sometimes. All the jokes that run in my head that I would say to people at work <laughs> that I'm not allowed to because I'd probably get fired. I say those at, you know, game night. The number of times John quits an episode, every episode is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Gets fired from an episode. <laughs> I hate I, mean, I hate working here. I quit. I mean, you <laughs> said... You sat around the table and joked and had fun, so I'm like, "Oh, you weren't in second edition or first, so all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. five and above." Because uh, those... we didn't do like Thacko and stuff like that was. <laughs> oh, come on, be nice to Thacko. I, <laughs> I, I first edition and second edition is what I grew up on, and uh, I was playing second edition in high school, and it was such a. I had a lot of fun with it, and then when three three came out, I was like, "Well, I quit." I mean, <laughs> this looks stupid. Uh, but I mean, obviously I stayed in it and keep doing it, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot more happiness in the later editions. You can survive past level one, um, and level 10, <laughs> basically. So who, uh, who else, who's next? Uh, I can talk. Oh, oh, sorry, Gabe. No, you go ahead. Um, yeah. So I joined Josh's homebrew campaign, a year and a couple months ago. I don't know. Time doesn't exist. Um, and so I've been playing his homebrew, which is fantastic. It's his Majesty the Worm, old school sensibilities, all that good stuff. Um, but I'd been wanting to try D&D for a while. Um, I had some friends in grad school who tried to get me to play their game, but I was like, I'm in grad school with you. I don't want to spend time playing games with you on the weekend, too. Um so I played Josh's game. I joined a distance D&D 5e game over the summer and played a campaign with those grad school friends finally. Um, and yeah, but as like a, so I'm a theater maker. I'm, I got my master's in Shakespeare. And so I'm a director and an actor. Um, and so slipping into the, the world of D&D and like collective storytelling and collaboration and goofiness and all of that um, has been really natural and fantastic. So I've played D&D, I've played His Majesty the Worm, and I played a short campaign of Star Wars, which I also really love. You also played our holiday special. Oh, sure yeah. The holiday special <laughs> and then the Hobbit game, which is another Josh creation. Oh, yeah. the Hobbit, oh, the was Hobbit game was fun, too. Yeah, it, right was game. it was really fun. Josh makes games, by the way. He just he makes a bunch of homebrew stuff and has, has Dude, an online yeah. present. So I... I oh, cheers. Yeah, I... Um, uh, Self-blog. I... I I have put out a ton of uh, RPG schloss on my blog and published uh, like a couple indie games. 
um, on itch.io, um, and I'm happy to like throw a, a link to her do uh, about that. Oh um, yeah, I would have put yeah. you. I would have put that out there at the very intro because I do that to everybody. It's a publisher, writer, director. Ah, jeez. Well, it's too. That's late. okay. I'll let you guys do it individually and then make me look bad for not putting it at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, that's awesome. It's hardly. Uh, yeah. Cheers. So what? Uh, I've interviewed quite a few people that have published. A lot of people do uh, dmsguild.com. Uh, I've been to it, not too much of a fan of it, but not opposed to it, and then uh, some other places. But uh, that's cool that you got some content out there that people can uh, download and, and uh, check out. Might have to have you on individually later on to talk about all your cool stuff. Uh, if there's anything I'd like to do, it's talk about myself. So, sure. Thank you. <laughs> this is like the part of every rock star movie where they convince Josh to go solo and leave the rest of the band behind. <laughs> I'm getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's not that good. It's fine. You know. <laughs> he couldn't keep make me, it without keep us. Keep me humble, Finch. <laughs> Josh, I mean, I'm copy editing it. So many grammar errors. It's been a huge help. You're yeah. the Scott Stapp of uh, D and D. Oh wow, that's oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, Sorry, I know that was cold. I didn't, I didn't mean hurts. it. I didn't mean it, man. That hurts me for you, Josh. <laughs> you know, I, I work for uh, Mark Reinhagen for his new game coming out, Lost Lauren, and you know, there's always room for more uh, content creators. That's not trying to steal. Not trying to steal. Maybe, but. <laughs> Yeah, right on. Cool. That sounds like a lot of uh, experience and background and, and uh, a lot of cool D&D uh, &D mixers. I love homebrew. Homebrew is where it's at. I, I love d and I love all the books they put out. It's more of like a, a reference guide for me. And, you know, just making my own world and stuff is a lot better than following a specific book. And that's maybe because playing first edition, they only had modules. And so, like, you couldn't – you didn't have that creative freedom – uh, so ever since then, I've kind of like just done my own world and stuff, uh, which is pretty cool. Absolutely, you could totally do so much more with it too. I mean, again, I'm not saying anything wrong with Wizards of the Coast or TSR. I love their content, uh, but it's just like a reference. That's something like, I'm really like, interested in to into like diving into because I've been playing for probably five or six years. Um, I was a theater nerd, a lot like Finch growing up, but never had a chance to play with a group of the D and D folk. I think I played one Pathfinder game like a decade ago. And then eventually I got to the point where all of this content was coming out and I was interested in it. And I was like, well, shoot, I want to get a group of friends together and try to play this, but nobody wanted to DM. So I did that. And we played for five years straight, pretty much every weekend and have had a good time, but I am running into that same thing that you're talking about, Kelly, where, those pre-made modules are a lot of fun, but I'm actually finding finding them to be a little too constraining because I have a couple of players that um, and kind of cheat on the back end. And no. Yeah. <laughs> it's John. John does it. It's, all, it's definitely John. Oh, it's it's totally not. I actually like the surprise. Yeah, he, he's probably one of the only I ones that doesn't, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's aggravating to me. So I'll go out of my way to change everything and ruin their surprise if I can. But at this point, I'm taking a break from DMing on that, on that, uh, um, that group, if you will, and letting someone else do it specifically so I can write a game. Um, so I can do the homebrew thing and try to, to bring them in without having those surprises or without having those game. surprises ruined. It's like, wow, you specifically so, knew exactly what this yeah. big, bad evil guy was going to negotiate for. Yeah, and, and what exactly he's, what he was looking for. What he's carrying and like, it's just very <laughs> aggravating to me. So Congratulations. <laughs> you're so astute. You played your... Um, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm interested in doing the homebrew thing too. And, and playing in Josh's games has given me some some uh some inspiration for sure once josh goes off on his solo career uh <laughs> goes goes full jlo or full uh beyonce on us uh yeah. I'll, I'll play your game Gator. okay great yeah I'll, I'll cover while he's uh he's off touring and then when he <laughs> finally goes through his coke addiction and comes back to us we'll uh 
We'll have him back. I'm just just waiting and watching to see if Josh takes his mic and throws it across the room and walks. (laughs) Oh, he's used to this. (laughs) Yeah, no, long suffering here, Kelly. If you go full Beyonce, I'm coming, though. I want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) That's all DMs. All their players bag on the DMs. Like, every game I did, all my players are ragging on me, and I let one of my players DM uh, the Christmas special. So I got to be a player, and so I was just like, happy and excited and we recorded a five-hour episode and i was hammered by the end of it and i was playing the i was part of the good guy but then i turned evil and i joined krampus at the end and that totally put a huge twist there you, was a krampus you, somewhere yeah did you play the same christmas episode we played did you well, so i renamed our bid by evil guy to uh cramp thulu because okay. you know <laughs> You well, gotta have in, some combination of bad Being guys. in Germany, I named my character Kanat, which is another name for Krampus. And then uh, I had a voice actor do the voice of Krampus. So she ran the game. And then when she did the, you know, Krampus, I edited all of her stuff and put an actual voice actor in there. And he did a really amazing job with the Krampus voice. Nice. Oh, he, cool. he added cool. a ton of extra lines. So I was like plugging them in everywhere. And so when the <laughs> cast actually listened to the episode, cause I'm like, I put Krampus in there. And that's the only time people listen is when I put, you know, extra uh, NPC voices in there. Cause I don't like doing them all. So I'll send lines out to folks. They'll read them and then I'll plug them into uh, my NPC slots. Nice. So. Nice. Don't get any ideas, Josh. You're going to do Hesio for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're referencing this NPC that really strains my vocal cords to try and do. You talk into it, and my voice just starts breaking. I'm like, please let me go. And it was absolutely one of those situations where it's like an NPC that you probably didn't intend on us to attach to. No. No. (laughs) Right, right. But we brought him everywhere we went. We're like, Hesio's our boy. Dude, I'm, I played the cleric, and I will do everything within my God's power to make sure Hesio survives. <laughs> That's the thing about being the DM, is that you have to spend so much time, like not only creating the world and, and like the interaction, all the NPCs and names and stuff. Like I, I use real world names for all my places uh, for season mm-hmm. two. They're all German. Their first areas, everything's German, and then France, and then Italy, and uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, but when I said, my, my one of my players, he's been playing for twenty years with me, and he knows he always takes that left turn instead of the right, and he knows that I have a hard time coming up with names for places. And he's like, "Who's that person? What's the name of that place? Who's that? I want to hang out with them." And I'm like, "God damn it!" You know, it's one of those hard things for a DM to like have a name for everybody in the town because the characters might not go and talk to this person, and if you come up with like a really awesome crazy voice they're like hey i want to keep that person in the party and you're like oh you could use a a heavy metal band name generator Ah, and now you're meeting emblazoned by flames yeah (laughs) Uh, that's really good for the game Morkboard, which is very heavy metal yeah true true uh i I like getting the you know emails and messages and i i put it out there people can submit get a shout out submit names for stuff uh, mm. I haven't yet to see any come in, but <laughs> I'm yeah, we're hoping for the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. We want we're the not, fan art. Yeah, we're yeah not fan the, art would be amazing. We're not the Dungeons and Daddies and and the uh, Adventure Zone or any of those folks. So it might take some not, time. Not yet. Although on the fan art side, Finch did draw our uh, holiday characters. That's true. And awesome. Josh got some love email uh, asking about the campaign. So we've we've gotten a couple nice email messages. I got somebody asking me about a song. Um, So, yeah. Every once in a while, you get a nice little note from somebody. You got to throw something out there. Uh, One of my players, she's a dice maker, and so she threw out some dice on on uh, our site. And then she's like, who's your favorite character? You know, stuff like that to get submissions. (laughs) And uh, a lot of people went for Krampus. I'm like, yes, I'm going to get dice, you know, because <laughs> uh, Krampus is my character. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those hard things. I mean, there are listeners, and they probably don't have time to do it, but, I mean, it's one of those things that it's nice. It's one of those, again, you know, you didn't think playing D&D, you know, 15, 20 years ago that there would be an audience to the table that you're playing with, uh, which makes it a little bit more interesting because you have to be, you know, 
cautious of like what the table talk is because most D and D games get a little rowdy, and uh, you know now when you publish or whatever, that, that's what I I don't want to do about live streaming because you know can't edit it; it's already out and done. So the number of times that and and Gabe, I don't know if you know this, but you're you're the leading person that says like after we laugh uproariously, and then you say that is not going in the podcast. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's my... usually because I say the most inappropriate things. <laughs> but that's usually uh, my trigger. It's like oh, when Gabe says that, I need to edit out a whole bunch. Yeah, of I try to try to stay on top of my own horrible language. <laughs> Yeah, I had a long-running R. Kelly joke that I don't think made it. So <laughs> we should edit that out, right? All right, quit. Throw it away. <laughs> Here's the thing: I I always say oh, I'm just gonna edit that out. I did an interview with uh, another content creator, and he, uh, I was like, Haha, you know, I'll just cut that out. And I left it in. And so that's the only thing everybody says. Oh, hey, in a minute thirty-four, you said you were gonna cut that out. I'm like. But at the, I did said, say that. Yeah, at the <laughs> <You're> end, <right. laughs> you know, and then I had to explain to them like, oh, at the end, I ask them if there's anything they want out, and if they don't, then I I don't take it out. So I'm like, I'm not gonna sit there and jack with an interview. I mean, that's it's like a, the the newsroom uh, TV show where they edit out all that content, and then, you know, they all went to jail or whatever. So <laughs> I, I just leave it all in as long as it's not like uh, super horrible and. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's John's you know, cell phone number is <laughs> awesome. I mean, I need some part. people to speak to. Yeah, so that's the thing about a podcast is you know, and how how do you guys feel about you know instead of just being around your table playing and having fun, now you have that other dynamic of you know now you're creating content for folks outside of your table. And has that changed your, you know, overall gameplay or is that something you guys kind of just. Oh, guys, I got, I got this one. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, I I don't have an answer to this because I never, I've never. Oh, I was going to say you are, I was actually going to say you're the person that keeps us straight on that, Todd. Most of the time, the rest of us are thinking, okay, we're just playing this game. And Todd's like, they're not going to know what you just did because it's audio. Uh, (laughs) So we, we won't talk about our roles or anything. And all of a sudden Todd's like yeah. and that was an 18 <laughs> oh, yeah right we're on a podcast we should probably say that yeah i i love it because as john stated earlier like i'm a musician i've been in bands i released a ton of albums and just trying to get content out there and you know get a feedback loop going on the direction we're going is it good is it bad is it are people listening to it? are people enjoying it so like i joined this with that intention but i don't think anybody else here did i think everybody else probably sees a difference between this mode and podcasts or, and what they were doing, but I love it. I lightly disagree. I mean, I think, I think the, the thrust uh, of the game is like pretty much essentially a, a normal game. I would just run on a Sunday afternoon uh, with a couple friends. Um, and like, if the content is sticky because like we're funny enough or like, we're not, we don't aim to be funny. Like, or if you're just like kind of interesting to listen to, or I you <laughs> um, are interested in like an actual play of the sort, um, then it, it stands on its own merit. Uh, Todd does help us remember that it is an audio medium. Um, but like, really the game is, it's just an actual play. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's just a hex crawl uh, with a couple guys that are like having fun and like legit. I mean, to speak for myself, legitimately enjoying yeah. uh, the experience so much, and then Todd comes in and makes it sound good, which is really, yeah. really appreciate I love putting that. on the the extra <laughs> flourishes uh, to to make it pop. Um, but the game itself, at least the way I run it, is just like it. I'm just having a blast. I'm just legitimately having so much fun uh, with some new friends. And I don't think that we would do it if it weren't that way, right? I mean, I think the oh, fact God. that we have a I'd ball quit immediately. I don't yeah. think that we would do it. <laughs> I think the having fun and like just enjoying the time together for me is like first and foremost. And the fact that like um, I can have a secondary like track that I can follow where I get to like make content and and promote it, that's just a bonus. That's fun yeah. too. Yeah, I agree. Own, you know. Yeah, I mean I'd say as someone who plays, you know, Josh's weekly game, like 
there's not like a distinctive difference or like performative nature to how he DMs or sets this game up. Like it's pretty much indistinguishable except they're different systems. And yeah. yeah. And if, if a couple of weeks from now we decide that the podcast thing is stupid and we're never going to do it again, I can't speak for everyone, but I would be back the next week just to play the game, just to have fun. Yeah, it's, it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. Now you signed a contract, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not money. Are we not getting paid? I know we're not recording and sending out to folks, but you still need to edit it for us to listen to later. <laughs> yeah. I want my sound effects, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I ran into that my first few episodes where I was more focused on the podcast versus like enjoying the game. And, you know, one of my players that I've been playing with for 20 plus years, he's like, can we just play? Does it have to be the podcast? And then so now I do all that right. stuff in post. I'll put all the extra stuff and cut it. And so it's a whole new adventure. And, you know, that's the best part about if you were to put your raw video or audio and you edit it, you can see that all the gaps that people have in between their like, pauses and stuff where you edit you can layer it so it sounds like everybody's having an awesome, cool time, and you know, and you never out. go to the bathroom, and yeah, you never like <laughs> accidentally drop your dice on the ground, or like you said, nobody there. eats chips ever, no <laughs> one runs out of bourbon ever. <laughs> we had one guy start, I think he almost choked <laughs> when he <laughs> we're like, what are we gonna do if like he goes down? Because everybody, all my players are like, and, you're remote, everyone's remote, yeah, yeah, everybody's remote, all my players are. And all three time zones or four time zones in the States, Canada and, and Norway. And I'm like, if they go down, we're just going to watch it. And being <laughs> a businessman like myself, I'll post that shit so I can get all the downloads. That's the Patreon content. You can call 911. You can call 911 from other areas. You could be like, okay, this oh, guy is. No, that'll cost me so <laughs> much money. He'll, like, he'll edit it in so it sounds like he called 911 immediately. He said, that'll cost me so much money. <laughs> Long distance, man. Internet That's amazing. It's like three and a half dollars per you know, minute. Oh. They don't like stay on the line, sir. Okay. I immediately wrote a letter and sent it out, but it didn't get there in time. <laughs> uh, you know, we always joke about that when people walk away from their thing and they go to answer the door or something like that. I'm like, what if, what if someone just tackled them or they got shot? What do we do? You know. <laughs> It's all the behind the scenes. Yeah, I'll probably release like a. I always put a blooper at the end of every episode. So after the music, there's, you know, two, three, four minutes of outtakes that I take out that just didn't really line up or it immediately stopped being about the game. And on people going off about, you know, oh shit, I left my dog in the closet or like in the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you playing with? <laughs> Who are these people? Or, or, you know, just goofy stuff like that. And I didn't think I'd have that much to put on a single episode, but I have so much of it, I, I could release it on its own. Yeah, that, the, the running gag is that it's Patreon content. That yeah, yeah, content. no, that's true. <laughs> but you can be, you know, be a Patreon. It'll be right there waiting for you. <laughs> right? You know, everybody's like, oh, make a Patreon, do this. And it's like, I can only make so much content to... We've got- Put out, you know, thirty for our Patreon. Of us crunching on chips and yeah, saying and that saying, we're going to take oh, a bio break. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could easily do like an hour and a half of just all of our ums. Oh I, yeah, I, could you like, some, like weird make music out of it, it? dude? I could auto tune it. It would be very meditative. Yeah, oh, you yeah. MIDI that thing. Put it on a keyboard. <laughs> put it, put some uh, banjo in the background and just have that spread all the way through. Oh my god, you got viral. <laughs> So if you guys want to log into the Patreon, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how how long do you guys uh, record? Uh, how many episodes do you record per sit down? A lot of listeners just think we do one, uh, you know, episode at a time. Some people do. I, I do not. I do about four hours of of uh, recording, and then I cut that into three episodes. We're about the same. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It, yeah, it's three to four episodes per sit down. Um, is what it ends up being in between 45 minutes and an hour per episode for four hours of actual recording content. Yeah. And I'll just say now I'm so far behind. Like oh, I am too. for people worried about our content at all, which I don't know if that anyone qualifies for that, but we have so much content. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. It's, <laughs> it just requires me to 
edit it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sitting on four or five episodes. We're already recording into season two, and we're just now getting out of the Christmas special. And right. I threw in I threw in the birthday yeah. one shot, uh, which turned into two episodes. And then I'm getting into season two, and I have two new players in season two, and they played in the one shot. So I'm sure people will be like, "Who the hell are these two people?" Yeah, you there's know? Finch. Finch. Yeah, that's, that's how we introduced her. Yep. Did you show up? You'll fit in the door. I'll do a one shot. Yeah, some eerily similar uh, parallels here. Or you know, we have people that like my first episode. One of the 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 ladies that wanted to join, and then she she backed out. But I was already in editing, so I wrote a script, and she read her lines for the script, and I added that into the episode because she's like, "Oh, I can't make it," and then. After I posted, I'm like, okay, so we're going to record next week. Can you be there? She's like, oh, I can't do this. You guys have too much, uh, you know, you require too much time or something like that. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) I already posted the episode. So, uh, you know, she might come back eventually. I'm sure she'll message. Are you playing her voice now from here on Mm -hmm. out? No, no. She's always always two towns behind everybody. So, um, and that's how her character came into play is like they already left a town and then she appeared on the road and she's like, guys? where are you? And then uh, that's how it was going to be until she could be there, but then gone. And then one of our other players, he decided to go as a, a NPC and he was a main player. And now I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to change that uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the live stream. Cause people liked his, or not the live stream, but you know, the, the episodes cause they liked him and his character and he can't make the, the, you know, weekly or other other week commitment so it's, it's hard to when you have pe- players and all of a sudden they just like oh i'm done i can't do it anymore and it's like okay thanks for the heads up but you guys run real life comes first right like you have to yeah uh, you have to bend <laughs> and uh you know nobody ever asked where the little sister from uh Family Matters went after season two. She just walked upstairs and never came back down. Yeah. Uh, and somehow the show went on. Uh, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, I still get random people messing. What happened to that person in the first one? Oh, she's out there. You just haven't. She hasn't said anything yet. She's, she's in the bathroom. She'll be back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, have you guys uh, lost any players to to the to the real world, as they say? A timed question, because guys. <laughs> perfect i'm out (laughs) uh not yet we've kept everybody so far that's good Mm -hmm. that's good so far so good we're adding people like that's true yeah um i'm just like in the scope of playing games right like you know i've been playing like for jesus 20 years 20 years or so and like i don't know People play as long as they can play. Uh, when their lives change uh, or interests uh, differ, um, I don't think that it's. I don't think that it creates a lot of stress for that to desync. Um, some of them come back, right? Like so, um, they have a kid. They drop out for a couple of years. Uh, their kid starts going potty on their own. They come back. Like uh, these things uh, will reharmonize. Um, oh, yeah. The key is just to like be super like inviting and uh get uh talented people that are interesting and cool to uh to try to roll dice with you yeah, yeah i agree yeah. the the game that we started like five years ago the group today looks nothing like it did five years ago uh except two of those original players are now coming back in this next week to come play with us again but they've been gone for a couple of years um so it, it's it's definitely a Ebbs and flows, season type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people that's the come one, in and come out. That's the one cool thing about how D and D's progressed over the years is, like, and, and with platforms like uh, Roll Twenty, D and D Beyond, and those games, or platforms that allow you to interact with people from all over the world versus, you know, your town or your your little community. And now you can get players from all over the world, and you know, it's always interesting to pick up new people. Uh, like I said, I picked up uh, uh, two new people. One of them's a dice maker, and the other one's a professional DM for families. He DMs, you know, like they pay him to run campaigns for their kids. And, you know, mm. it's like, oh, wow, cool. It's so, a cool gig. 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that one in guidance counseling in high school. That's not- <laughs> you know they're actually coming out with a lot of uh, therapeutic style D and D games. Uh, the dice maker, she's a caseworker, and she's working on a her therapeutic license for DMing, so she can DM or be a, a D and D you know therapist and use that as a tool to to help. <laughs> uh, and then kind of fascinating. Yeah, Satine Phoenix is working on something similar to that where it's going to be a content that uh, people that suffer from PTSD and things like that, it'll be a source book for uh, basically for, you know, to therapeutic gameplay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty neat. Well, right on. Cool. Well, we're getting close to that hour, Mark. And uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to cover about your game, your campaign? world i i think i'd like to just say that one of the things that because uh as as gabe mentioned you know we did uh the lost minds of fathom <laughs> perfect you nailed it yeah first try uh yeah. <laughs> and then we did a christmas one shot with cramp thulu um my my experience outside of this game has been uh it's been what i thought it would be right it's been like <clears throat> this kind of very straightforward fantasy adventure with, you know, goblins and orcs and dragons. Um, this game, Hot Springs specifically, has put us into a lot of moral and ethical, like, quandaries, which I find to be so interesting. Like, I end our games, and I truly have to think about what is the right thing to do in these situations. It's, and I don't know if that's just, like, the clever writing from the people that wrote it, or if it's the way that Josh is telling the story and, like, putting us in certain situations and scenarios, but I do think that there's something unique here that, uh, that just feels a little different than your typical, like raw fantasy, which I love, uh, you know, that's the media that I consume outside of this, but this seems, this seems interesting. So that's kind of my, that's my pitch for our game. Yeah. A lot of ethical challenges. Yeah. I, all of us are all, Five of us are, are interesting people with interesting careers and like cool side projects that we'd love to plug. But if like I was going to plug one thing, um, uh, the Swordfish Islands uh, gaming company, uh, Jacob Hurst et al. Uh, put out the module that we were playing, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, if you you know listen to a couple episodes and think about running it for your own table, um, please do uh, give those guys your commerce. Uh, they are uh, they put together a really cool product um, that again will work for. A range of games, not just D&D. So, uh, no matter what your you know flavor of choice is, uh, you can adapt it uh, pretty easily uh, to your game. Uh, uh, it's very open uh, and interesting and fun and like useful at the table. Uh, the graphic design uh, is like really conducive to DM uh, being able to like pick it up and run it. So, um, if I had a plug, it would be uh, to give those guys your money. Uh, they're smart. Yeah. I really like the sandbox that the game is, actually. I like that we are creating our adventure, and we're making decisions, and we're interacting with the world, and it's interacting with us. And uh, that's the part that kind of draws me to it. I think it's very cool. So I amount, agree with Josh on that. The amount of reference material that it provides as well for the players, not just for the DMs, but like the the uh, herbal guide and the bestiary and all that stuff is just, there's a ton of content that they provide for the players. Yeah, the book um, launched, uh, it was Kickstarter, um, and, you know, you can buy uh, digital copies uh, on their website, uh, and it came out with two books. Uh, one is player-facing, and one is uh, DM-facing. Uh, so the players get, like, literal bestiaries and herbologies and, uh, like, notes from shipwrecks that you can find uh, that detail, like, the last living moments of a doomed crew. And they can, like, find all these... Uh, these artifacts and read them in real life to kind of piece together the story of this uh, very conflicted island, uh, and that's the pitch for the campaign. Nice. I like it. It's good. So I got one... Well, it's not really a question. I keep saying it's a question. It's not really a question. It's a scenario. And so, uh, since we have a big group of people, um, we'll just do one person at a time. But if you were trapped in a room, a basement, uh, for 24 hours, what D&D 
book besides the player's handbook and whatever edition you pick, you can mix and match. Uh, one other person that you play with, and what type of dice would you have with you? And this person could be anybody in history. Um, so, yeah, who's up? Not I, would say, I would take the Kama Sutra sex dice and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> My answer to you, man. Who would DM the game, but I don't... Well, I don't know. No, we'll, we'll, we'll change things up. It's fine. I'm a... I'm a, uh, I'm a giving lover. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. He's like, let me fan myself. Uh, I, hmm, maybe I didn't word that correctly, but. <laughs> no, I think they got it. I no, this, that's the type of stuff that Todd usually has to cut out of our podcast. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I didn't figure. <laughs> yeah, so uh, who's next? Uh, yep. We're going to just move on to the next. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, nah, it's whatever. Anybody? I, I, I'm literally incapable of answering this question because I've never read or own a single D&D book. Um, so I would I would probably go with like the biggest D&D book. And, <laughs> like the uh, biggest being like the heaviest or the one? Yeah, it's like content. the one with the most content. I don't know. Okay. Wait, how long? in this room is it 24 hours or yeah, 24 tw- years no no 24 hours and with oh. one other person yeah yeah i don't know uh what was the new one that came out like tasha's big bag of booty yeah <laughs> cauldron <of> everything <laughs> yeah that one's cool so i'd go with something new uh because i sort of kind of after four months of play understand 5e i think yeah and uh i don't know I'd, like maybe play with dave Grohl or something all right that seems cool. like fun not not to I, I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings, Gabe. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I've had people say uh one guy instead of his wife, it was his sister in law. And sometimes I've interviewed people that have you know, they're together next to each other interviewing and they like she'll pick someone completely different after he's like picked her and I was like, Damn, okay. Fair enough. I'm lucky my SO will never listen to this. Thanks, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, but she is, she is not interested. So <laughs> say that now, but <laughs> that's all right. My wife doesn't listen to it either. So, so Bray, I just snapped that segment and I'll text it to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Who's next? I mean, I also feel pretty stumped. Um, oh. Just because I don't have that much D and D experience, and also like it's not my favorite system. Um, oh. It's fun, but like I like I like Josh's homebrew world, and I like Star Wars, um, and I'm also like D and D is just the hardest one to learn. I think that's the biggest takeaway from there. It's, it's, right. it's the most no complicated finch. one. Any games, summer child. Let me show you the big bad games I have sitting in the basement. It's that's the most so complicated one I've played so far. Let's go any game system. How about that? We'll we'll switch it up. We'll go any game system, 24 hours with one person. And uh, I always say a set of dice because some people like metal, some like plastic, some like aluminum. I'm going to stick with the D&D side of things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan, uh, for better or worse, of Critical Role. I've, I have been since it came out, and I just enjoy listening to it. Um, so I would probably do Explorer's Guide to Wildemount and Matt Mercer and just have him run a game for me. Okay. I would dig it. Yeah, that's cool. All right, cool, cool, cool. Right on. Well, and whatever dice right he comes on. with is fine. <laughs> just in his pockets. <laughs> just a bunch of four-siders. Wait a minute. What am I supposed to do with these? New D&D. <laughs> Keltrops. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Oh, no. Uh, all right, cool, cool. If you guys haven't read it, um, there's been a lot of... Uh, it feels weird using the word, but it's not inappropriate. Scholarship about the earliest days of D anD. We don't super know, uh, like, how Dave Arneson ran his Blackmore campaign. Um, we have these accounts uh, from people that were there like thirty five years ago, and they played like, you know, six times. And like somebody tracked him down and was like, "Hey, did you talk to Dave Arneson?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I knew Dave Arneson. You know, we went to like Gen Con together or something, uh, and I was there for like." uh one of his modules um but there's also like a lot of unresolved 
uh, things because uh, Dave Arneson kept the the system that he was using uh, quite opaque to the players. The players didn't have any character sheets. Right. Uh, they didn't know the rules. They would just describe their characters uh, and their actions. And Dave Arneson would roll dice behind his you know little blockade. So like I'm kind of interested in like resolving some of those questions. And uh, if uh, Dave Arneson would run uh, a game for me while I was a uh, a first level fighting man, I wouldn't say no. That would be neat. In direct contrast to my like naive, ignorant answer, that is the nerdiest answer that's weird. Possibly <laughs> yeah. ever yeah, get. Like I think it's well gotta done. be in the top five, right? Well done. <laughs> true, very true. Uh, I'm cheers. sticking with my Kama Sutra answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best one. That was the best answer. True, true, true. Uh, I always change mine because it'd be ridiculous if I kept the same. So uh, I would go in the army now, Polly Shore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, second edition, Player's Handbook and Monster Manual. Uh, and I think he referenced D&D back in the day, so that's why I'm saying second edition in those two books. Uh, in I, the j- ooze. I, I would let him DM. <laughs> I need his comedic voice and... My phone wouldn't last 24 hours, but I'd capture as much as I could before it went away. Um. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Metal Day. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks, y'all, for coming on to our lovely interview. I had a blast. It was nice talking yeah, thank about it. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah, Kelly, this was great. All right. Good to meet you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And good luck. We'll obviously. Uh, Pimp your show on our show, um, which is a kind of mutual benefit. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, man, good luck with everything. Let us know if, uh, if, if, if you ever want us back on or if there's anything else. Hell yeah. You guys start cross promoting. You do a second season or, or something like that. I'll have you guys back on. Or if you want to talk more about your world, we can, uh, uh, you know, do that. Maybe Josh will come and do yeah, that. I was going to say that was, that was directed at Josh. <laughs> come on and talk about all your content. We'll volunteer Josh for all the extra well, work. So I, I will say this, Josh, isn't your, uh, his majesty, the worm, like use tarot cards for that instead of dice, right? Like there's, there's some interesting homebrew conversations there that don't involve any of us, but you, but I think that. I mean, anybody that wants to talk about game design, I'd love to, talk about game design uh until my uh synapses shut down and my body falls apart um <laughs> i uh would love to talk to anybody about anything cool um uh, but this has been really fun so uh yeah thank you again all righty guys thanks. thanks thank you for listening to this episode of maximum roll join us each week as we interview folks within the gaming and entertainment industry such as writers illustrators artists podcasts, Twitch and YouTube streamers, social media content creators, handcrafted gaming apparel and merchandise, and much more. You can find Maximum Roll on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you find your podcast. If you want to be interviewed on the show, just email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com or Instagram at Maximum underscore Roll underscore Entertainment underscore LLC. And if you like Maximum Roll, check out some of the other Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and streams on the Maximum Roll Entertainment Podcast Network, such as, ah, you know what? I'm just going to let them tell you about their shows. Looking for a unique and fun twist to your normal D&D podcast? Well, then check out Crumpets and Kerosene. This international podcast came together from the United States, Canada, Norway, and Germany. This fun-filled homebrew game takes our adventures from the modern world into a land of roving gangs of killer clowns, creepy British children, the mating habits of dragons, and even Santa Claus. Join Jason, Alora, Merle, Sophia, Quentin, and Serene as they quest their way through the realms of mystery and evil. You can find Crumpets and Kerosene on Apple, Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, and everywhere you find podcasts. You can also find us on Patreon. Search Crumpets and Kerosene and get even more wild and crazy fun. Hey, hey, stop on by DD420.com. We're a guild of role players brought and bound together by Common Drive, the love of role playing games. We bring our individual skills and personalities together to breathe life into the worlds and games created by our game masters. We also offer podcasts such as Late Night with Jess and Jam. 
We have custom content, a bestiary for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, and a Discord server where you can find games or just hang out and make new friends. That's dnd420.com. Need some excitement on that morning drive to work? Welcome, adventurers, to Constructed Chaos, a live-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast full of unpredictable antics, borking doggos, and engaging fantasy storytelling and roleplay. With sessions recorded in a professional studio setting, you'll feel every bit of the action and hear every snide remark by the snarky NPCs. Jump in and have a listen to our flagship campaign, The Wrath of Zealous, to help us construct some chaos. We also have Adventurers Roundtable joining us on the network. If you have a podcast or a show that you want to join the network with, email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com and we'll see what we can do. Take care. In a world of magic and mystery... Where danger lurks around every corner, a new type of hero emerges. Brave, resourceful, potty trained. I, I, poo, I, I, I pooped in my pants. Well, maybe not potty trained. Coming soon only to the Crumpets and Kerosene Patreon, it's Babies and Broadswords. Games like Dungeons and Dragons are more popular than ever, but with tons of rules, mountains of books, and so many dice, it can be hard to know where to get started. That's where Dungeoneering with Jason comes in. We're Dungeon Masters for Hire. Take a break and let us run your next game. One-on-one tutorials are also available for new DMs. Contact Dungeoneering with Jason today. Adventure is just a click away.